Welcome once again to the Frank Andy Podcast, and it's time for some podcasts. And Susie's doing dance moves, but you can't even see them. Hi, guys. <laughs> but she's doing them perfectly to the music, so just imagine what, what dance moves you'd be doing to that song, and it's like you were there. Hi, friends. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Susan here. And Sarah over here, and we got a fun one for you today. I am so excited. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. I'm excited that Susie wore me down. I don't even know what my... Why am I so resistant to things that you... You're busy. That's tell why. me, because I said the same thing about This Is Us. Mm. I was way behind starting that, yeah. and then I did, and I was like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. And the yeah. same thing is how I feel about what we're going to talk about today. Brrr. S-Town. Yeah, man. The best, second best, podcast (laughs) ever. Oh, my God. They're so much better than us, please. Oh, my gosh. Is that not... That's how a podcast should be done, man. Yeah, it's really special. That is perfect. I loved it. If you haven't listened to S-Town, which I imagine most of our listeners have at least heard of it, but you should check it out. The storytelling is superb. The um, the pace, mm-hmm. the style, it was just like it, people keep calling it novel esque. It was like I was a novel. Say that, and yeah. it, I think it's exactly it scratched all the itches that a good like mystery book would scratch. You know, yeah, that makes you think halfway through it like oh, I think I know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the premise of it is that if, you know, you haven't started it, is that this American Life is a show that runs, and they had a hit called Serial, which is a podcast that everyone loved, and John McLemore wrote an email to Brian Reed, who is now the host of S-Town, and I believe the subject of the email was John McLemore... Lives in Shittown, Alabama. Yeah. And that was sort of the introduction to what became this incredible story that includes um, um, an, a mystery mm-hmm. that begins with a mystery. It deals with grief and race and uh, suicide and mental illness and... And social, like, uh, uh, economic class. status and class. Uh-huh. The and South. power and... Small town life in America. Uh-huh. Um, politics, racism, sexism, police. Stuff. Oh my gosh, police stuff, corruption. Corruption. Then it deals with the weird family stuff with death, money. Uh huh. Huge money was a huge <gasps> part of the story. Yes. And what people will do to get that money and who's entitled to what? My God. What didn't they explore? I know. God, it was so good. And to have so many moving parts and to have so many interweaving threads and to tell the story so elegantly, I was like blown away. Isn't it interesting you chose the phrase so many moving parts and the clocks were a big part of it. The clocks! Hello! Oh, it gave me chills. I love that part. And now I feel like I got to get into clocks. Sarah, you... Do. Do you remember when we were in Thailand on the ruins and I asked Kenny to make me a tattoo that I wanted to be like a combination of a compass? And I, uh, yes. Yeah, and a I clock. do remember that. Because I find those pieces of, you know. Oh my God. 
life to be so interesting. So did your head just explode when that little the, the first the line gift of it that what he gift? got that he gave to his professor that he told okay, so his one of his college professors oh, yeah. he said, For your birthday I'm gonna make you a gift. What are those things called? A sundial. Yeah, sundial. And he gave him this gift like thirty years later. Yeah. On his birthday, when it was finally complete. Right. And a sundial with a mini, teeny, tiny baby compass and a level that came with it. Because you'd have to put the sundial so it was perfectly level and pointing at the right direction. And the sundial would only work in the guy's own house. I mean, ge- we're dealing with a genius here. Right. So the, the sort of star of the S-Town podcast is John McLemore. And he is a A genius. Genius. Could you imagine if you are a genius and you're this this story? This story, I'm sure, has been told and retold. Uh, Not this one, but stories with this is the premise, like fish out of water thing, where like it's essentially what uh, 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 Goodwill Hunting. You know, like the genius who's in who's stuck in the small town or stuck in like. A place like that, like, could you imagine him as a child? Like, he, he must have been, it must have been hard. Yeah, so, this is a guy who, in the very early part of the story, John is lamenting, and, it, and it, he repeats himself all the time. He wishes he didn't live there. Why didn't he leave? Why do I live in shit town? This place is a shithole, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. We find out eventually he hardly even left a few mile radius. Mm-hmm. And and it some I asked um, our followers on Twitter, what do you like or not like about S-Town? And a lot of people said that the show, the podcast didn't give them closure, which somebody said. What? But they actually liked it. They didn't. They didn't make it a neat little package where, like, you know what happens to Troy. Because guess what? Life doesn't come in a neat little package where all the loose ends are tied up. Right. And I agree with that person that wrote. They did that. They didn't give closure, but it was good. It was real. I am curious as to... Okay. Okay. So... We really should get more organized, but go ahead. John asks inquires or not even inquires but just sends this email out like my town is the worst town here's Here's why why. yeah blah 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 and what the whole what he had used to try to gain the attention of the journalist kevin brian brian i always get his name wrong brian was a story about a murder that was covered up by the police that was like the you know wealthy people in town had com- the, his family member commit the murder and it was just covered up and there's a whole bunch of corruption and then he said like we have the most sex offenders anywhere in the country and he's just trying to get the attention of this news guy via this story about why the town is so bad and i just love how there was more story about John than there ever was about the town. Right. And that what oftentimes I think 
this is a lesson for me and most listeners, I think, is that a lot of times what you think is the story isn't the story. Right. And that what sort of is flashy and like, hey, look over here, look at me, this is a thing, is the distraction from, oh, this quiet little thing that's happening over here that's, you know... The flashy thing isn't always what you should focus on and that you might be missing this more important, subtler, nuanced, complicated thing over here. Mm -hmm. And complicated things are hard to cover in the news. And so they often get ignored over Uh the sort of like, Brad and Angelina are getting a divorce. You're totally right. So to me, that was an important lesson from the the season. What did you think? By the way, while you're thinking about that, I want to say that um, we're enjoying right now this delicious, it is actually a passarola vino blanco from Portugal. I'd just like to share with all of you that Susie's showing me like she's a, like Vanna White of wine right now. She like did the hands. Take my D- I think maybe she forgot we're on the Take radio. <laughs> she's like showing me like this right here is, I'm like, yeah, I know Sus. <laughs> Take my picture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it is from uh, wink.com. Oh, lovely. With- <laughs> You should try. Wing.com is personalized wine that you can have sent to your door. Love it. And for our listeners, you get $22 off your first order. So you get four bottles for 30 bucks, which is an awesome deal. Oh, my gosh. And free shipping. And if you go to... Sarah's taking my picture now, too. Uh, if you go to wink.com slash brain candy, you can get that deal. $22 off your first order. And this wine is actually really refreshing and delicious. Are you enjoying I it? I love it. Yeah. Well, and I really love the uh, label. I know. I noticed that. That's why I was holding it up, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, by the way, that wink is spelled W-I-N-C. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I never thought to tell people that. That's but an it's important W-I-N-C one. dot com slash brain candy for that deal. And brain candy is spelled regular. <laughs> just use, in case. Use your brain to get that deal. Um, okay, but so what were you going to say? I said, what did you think about the season? Oh, yeah. um, well... You know, yes. Uh, how do I even want to start this? Oh my god, I'm so excited! So this taught me, or really drove home, a lot of lessons or, or things that I hear and pick up when reading textbooks in the field that I'm in. You know, things that you hear um, when you have a new client, you're supposed to assess for a whole bunch of different things. You ask them questions. You know, often. The story that somebody presents in therapy, just as you're saying, is not the real story that really matters. Yes. Exactly like you said. So I saw this as being a real life, like exaggerated version of what would happen in a therapy office. And if you ask the right questions, you could get to the answer. But if you don't ask the wrong questions... People can get very hurt, and there can, which happened in this story. Mm-hmm. I think if the right questions were asked, or if the right interventions happened earlier, then maybe the outcome of the story would be different. 
So I I want to warn you because I'm going to do a few spoilers. Yeah, you have to. Just because we're talking about S-Town. What do you Come want on, me to do? Come on, we have to talk about it. And if you don't want them, you can always listen to this later after you've listened to S-Town. And really, you should. So turn off this for a second. <laughs> Seven hours, really. And yeah. listen to S-Town. And then when you're done, come back. Yeah. And then we so, can chat more. Um, we, we learn about maybe halfway through that John has sugar in his tank. Yeah, <laughs> I love when they say... First of all, how long into the, the story before you were like, oh, I, um, I think Pretty maybe early he's on, I yeah. learned that... Or I thought, oh, he sounds like he's... Gay. I mean, he was single, and they sort of alluded to the fact he'd never been married, mm-hmm. and he lived alone, and it was sort of... I thought the amount of time he spent with younger men who were very companion-y, to me, was, I was like... Mm. I felt bad about that. Me, like, too. Because he clearly loves them. Yes. And I just thought, how sad for somebody <clears throat> to have to hide who they are for so long... And of course, that would have negative consequences. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you're in a town where that is not okay. You know, this might be inappropriate, but did did you do you think that he has a touch of like some Aspergers or? Well, that's what something? I couldn't separate from. What we find out is the real problem in the end. Okay, right. So we have to talk about that. You have to, because to me. That was the second most shocking moment of the whole show. Now, to me, that gave me all the closure I needed. Where other people are like, I felt like I didn't have closure. I was, that well for his character, yes, but they felt like with um, Troy. Oh, the whole story and everything. Yeah, that like happened. what happened to the guy that what, yeah. did he go to jail? Did whatever. Right. That whole thing. Oh yes, I forgot. Yeah. So you kind of like don't know what happened afterwards, but. John was a clockmaker and a repairman, and he was also like just a, he was a mad scientist. Totally. And so it became clear uh, upon his unfortunate and self inflicted death that he might have been a sufferer of mercury poisoning. Yes, he was using a type of uh, gold. Um, enameling that or electroplating that it was a chemical process it was called like flash plating i think Mm -hmm. and where you use fire to essentially like burn mercury to really make the gold stick and it has a beautiful effect but it's so dangerous that john was the only person in all of the united states that was ever that even did it like somebody somebody in england wanted this process done on one of the parts of their clocks and they said they searched the entire world and the only person they found to do this was John and he was doing it they later found out in his own garage where these toxic fumes are present and well and it's he demonstrated abs- all the symptoms of yes. what so they describe in the show that the phrase mad as a hatter comes from this process and that these people that used to do it demonstrated these, uh, what we would call insane behaviors mm-hmm. and they got this reputation as being crazy. Now, one of the symptoms that John demonstrated very early on in S town was hopelessness and despair oh, God. And, a, and an inability to feel pleasure. 
Anhedonia. He was like Eeyore. Like, no matter what you said, oh, it's sunny today. Well, we're getting too much global warming or whatever. It was yeah. always like gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the symptoms of yeah. of it. Now, there's no way to know for sure whether that's in fact the case. But, I mean, it's Well, clear. they did test his uh, studio, his office or, or, you know, garage or whatever you want to call it, for mercury levels. And they did say that they were such high mercury levels that anybody who has done any work in a place that has that high of mercury. Uh, I think the last, the last in the, like one of the last things that they say in the whole show was, uh, a doctor who was familiar with mercury poisoning said an autopsy would have to prove he didn't die of mercury poisoning because that's the most obvious. Well, but Brian Reed, the host said, or or not die of, but that he wasn't suffering from mercury because he obviously Brian Reed said that, John demonstrated severe depressive symptoms before he began using this flash plating uh, thing. So I think it only worsened what he oh, already absolutely. was living with. That's how it works, is it just kind of makes it worse, and it almost acts as like a catalyst for... Yeah. So just to... Um, some fast facts on mercury toxicity because it's some not just facts. right. It's not just mercury. It's like metal toxins. So metal toxins, insomnia. Here are the effects: insomnia, dizziness, anxiety, loss of self confidence, irritability, depression, tremors, lack of coordination, which he did have, uh, skin inflammation, emotional stress. Muscle weakness, headaches, hallucinations. I mean... Paranoia. That's exactly... I mean, that's what he... That's it. ...wrote about that he believed that there was a big conspiracy at the police. He was afraid of the police. He... I mean, he didn't trust anybody. Oh. So, that was the sad... The sad state was that this man couldn't be helped, really. No. Um... And is that the case that once you're suffering with this, it's irreversible? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, he wouldn't have taken anything no, anyway because I don't he think refused. You can do things to, like they call it like chelation or something where they remove the metals, like the toxic metals from your body. But remember like... His friend from England encouraged him to try, like, even, like, homeopathic right, remedies. Right, right, that's right. Because he was into gardening, and he was like, here's this book, and it's going to sit here forever. Well, can you imagine if one of the one of the, the symptoms <clears throat> of what you're suffering from prevent you from actually finding a cure for what you're suffering from? Mm. Like, Well, that's very common. Oh, co- right. Yeah. And that's, like, what... what, what right, blah, 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 why... This felt so important to me is because, you know, when we're talking in class about assessing clients and assessing patients, you always have to ask about questions like, you know, could there be any, maybe not in this way, but could this be an exposure to some sort of toxin? And the first thing you do is you rule out, is this, does this have anything to do with drugs or does this have anything to do with toxins? Because toxins affect your mental state so much. Mm -hmm. Like 
you could have a child that's suffering dep- from depression and you didn't know that he was a child who has pica and was chewing on the walls when he was a toddler. And now he has lead poisoning from the paint because he, you know, or I was just having dinner with a woman the other night who said she never smoked, never was super healthy and she got lung cancer and the doctor said that it could because she remembers a time where she was scraping a ceiling and the asbestos from the ceiling could have been the reason why now she has lung cancer mm. and like you gotta ask the right questions to really find out what it is you're dealing with because he could have been misdiagnosed it, it probably he's the kind of person with mercury poisoning you know how you see in some of those anti-depression ads like that it could cause suicidal thoughts or you think when people who do not have what is, when it's like misdiagnosed and those people take that medication, that's when you run the risk of, uh, you know, suicide. Yeah. So, or you have somebody who's really depressed and then you get, and like studies show that when, oh, this is so sad, but depressed people don't commit suicide when they're at their lowest. They tend to commit suicide when they're on an upswing because their, their energy is just enough. But that little bit of energy matched with the depression hmm. is when bad thing. And they make decisions that you can't take back. Right. I am fascinated. Oh, and he drank. Oh! Yeah. He drank cyanide. That was when I gasped. Suze, how about the woman who had to be on the phone with him? She needs help. What would you do? What if I called you? Suze, I would... I, no, I'm just saying. Like, I know. Suze, <laughs> are you going to cry again? <laughs> no, I'm just like, okay, trying like, not Okay, make to it not you. to be me. Someone you're yeah. just acquainted with. Got it. And they called and they said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do this. And I, I think it's so weird that he called her. And she must... I, do, they've got to have the recording of that, right? No, because, I mean, they don't record courthouse calls. Oh, was it a courthouse call? He didn't call nine one one. No, no, no. It was she just, just worked he, at the right, courthouse. right, right. Because he was like, "You need to take care of this for me." Do you think she took the money? What happened to the money? Wow! Sus. I love the music. Um, you mean the gold bars? Uh huh. Do you think they were? I think there were. I think she took them from the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's the really, lady. It's real. Well, it's real suspicious to me. That he told her about some other things. She even said that. And she was she had to go to the house first. She arrived at the house before the police did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she probably did. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Somebody did. And you know what? Take it, lady. What else? It's probably going to be so messy if they were to actually find it anyway about, like, who gets the whatever and... Yeah... That was something I thought a lot about was the the way that people are when someone dies uh-huh. and about money. I hate it. It's pretty, pretty gross. I hate that my grandma's will came so quickly to me after she died in the mail. It was like within a week and I hated that. Sarah made me read it. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to. I don't care. I was care. like, all right, here's what you're getting. <laughs> I don't want to see. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But um, I thought that to me, there are some really cool things that happen in pop culture where you feel like, I don't know, like it was divinely inspired if you believe in that. Mm-hmm. And this show feels like that where it was mm. just the right thing at the right time. You know, this hillbilly cult, there's this big trend of like the white trash, but it's called white trash book. Uh, there's a hillbilly elegy. The white trash it's called, book? It's just called white trash. Okay. And it's by Nancy Ehrenreich, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's a scholar, and it was a bestseller this past year. The 400-year untold history of class in America. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the Hillbilly Elegy. And uh-huh. there's this sort of, I think because Trump uh, ascent yeah. and then victory has really uh-huh. solidified it, made this more timely. Wow. And you saw an article that said that people feel that S-Town and all these, like, think pieces about, like, who voted for Trump? They're not racist. They're just scared about job security. People really get worked up about that because it almost glorifies this sort of, like, folksy book, book, book. But they're mm-hmm. freaking racist. Uh, yes. And so how do you balance the fact that they're not all bad? Mm-hmm. They're just people with flaws, and one of them mm. is that they're terribly ignorant about a lot of things and racist. Like John, he's a homosexual who uses the N word and the F word and the F word, not the fuck one that right. I like to say. The other one the that slur. I don't like to say. Yes. So it's complicated. It's ugh. some people think those stories shouldn't be told. That those stories play to um, sort of like the lowest common denominator, and that they. Almost like glamorize these people who shouldn't be glamorized. I disagree. I think it... That's so strange to me. Really? What's glamorous Like, what if he was a wife beater? What if John had a wife and he beat the shit out of her all the time? Oh, I see what you're saying. So we're we're, we're giving... We're, we're, we're saying it's a okay. Story of a person who's like, and other people moral in the story. compass doesn't point. We're kind direction. of giving a pass to the racism because they have all these interesting other aspects, and we're. But I don't know if we're given a pass because in my head, I still there's I'm still seeing the story <clears throat> that that's still part of of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at the story. Without racism being an element of it. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is still in there. Right. Well, They're not like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel that it's complicated, but that for me at least, the you hmm. as a listener, it's your job to be discerning about what we think about these people. If you start writing them fan letters and worshiping them, 
that's bad. Yes. But if you learn from them and see the flaws and how people have complicated lives and how ignorance is bad and education uh-huh. is good and look at how these people live and the, the consequences of their horrible decisions, yeah. all of them, all of them, everyone in the story uh-huh. and the price that they're paying and how it could be avoided. It makes, it doesn't, I, it doesn't feel like glamorization to me. Me neither. And to me, it feels like we're shining light on, is it shining light or shedding light? Can you choose oh, either? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always wondering that. But that's a good question. I love word questions. Me like too. That. Why are we saying shedding light? And I always got to ask and like, <laughs> I look it up or something because right. I like have to know. But the other day I asked my husband what a word meant and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll just look it up. And he looked at me like I was like nuts. Like for, I'm like, yeah, that's like what you do, right? I wasn't just going like, <laughs> to skip over it in the book and just like be like, okay, I know what that one means. No. <laughs> right. Um... Okay, so back to shining or shedding a light on this. Uh, So I think it's showing me, you know, there was so much talk during the election about how these East Coast and West Coast liberals don't see any of the true America and we don't really know what's going on and we live in Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. We're the coastal elites. Elites. Yeah. To me... This is a story about the people who are those other. Sure are. The ones who are not what you would say, you know, these are the people who I'm sure voted for Trump, who, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to go around making assumptions, but. I mean. I mean. Hmm. So. If they yeah, didn't. They probably didn't vote. It was either a no vote or a Trump vote. Yeah. They might not be registered. Nobody's casting any ballots for old hell out there. So, I think Someone it, should just do a podcast where they return to these same characters and be like, hey, what do you think of Hillary? <laughs> That's it. That would be a show. Lock her up. That's what they'd say. <laughs> but her emails. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, I just think it, to me, it, it, it sh- t- the same way, remember the documentary, the Wild, no, yeah. wicked whites, no, no, wild no, no. whites of West Virginia. What the hell is that called? Wicked <laughs> wild West Virginia whites. I'm Just gonna let you like, keep doing. It's the, the wild and wonderful, oh, wonderful whites of West Virginia. Okay, uh, because time. well, West Virginia's slogan is West Virginia wild and wonderful. That's their slogan. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. That's why it's called that. You know, but it, I saw a whole side of America that I had never, or people that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And same when I hear this story and I just, the way people talk and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I am from Pittsburgh and obviously I'm above the Mason-Dixon line, but there's Pittsburgh and there's Philadelphia and then they say everything in the middle is Arkansas. I mean, uh-huh. these people aren't just through. in the South. They, they're in a lot of rural areas all over, not just the South, but all over America. Didn't they say some point in the in the podcast that the ta- town had sixty something churches, but like no nine schools? Yeah, no schools and tons of churches. No, they had nine. Okay, nine. Might as well be none. <laughs> what what are they teaching? But yeah, schools? the point was that they were they were the people that when Obama said 
years ago and got so much trouble for it. He said, there are people that cling to their God and their guns. And that's not a criticism. It's just sort of the way that it is. It's what they do. Um, and and w- the genius to me, aside from John McLemore, who is clearly a genius, oh, wow. yeah. is in the astute and thoughtful storytelling of Brian Reed. It was perfect. It was perfect. The way it was rolled out, the order... Because with any story, you yeah. can introduce characters in any order you want. There was no reason that he had us meet. Well, I mean, there is reason. But he could have had us meet the woman uh, who really loves the town. Remember her in the very end? She was a friend of John's back in the day, and he used yeah. to be part of their family. Yeah, and she, she was like, like dr- what? We have church the names on the door and like with the heights of the kids and everything. Real sweet. She's like, we go to these uh-huh. the cookouts, and so and so brings their strawberry souffle. Yeah, and, yeah. But that pair, when he introduced her, was right before you really found out what happened—that it was all just Mad Hatter's disease. Yeah. It 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 was like, oh my god, maybe this isn't the shittiest town. Maybe it. Well, it's both. It is both, and it depends on who you are, and mm-hmm. Mayberry is great if you're white, straight, Christian, rich, whatever. It's real nice. I was going to say he was almost all those things. But he was not straight. He was not straight. Hmm. And that's a big but. Mm-hmm. He was not straight. In the South? Oh, my God. And he was strange. He was he was an eccentric because yeah. he was so smart. I do think that he would be on the spectrum. You know why? Because, I mean, for like a million reasons, but uh, when his professor said that he wasn't very good at school, but that he did, when he find, found something he was interested, he Textbook. threw himself in, a, expert on, that is a pretty good indicator. Yeah. There aren't very many people that I've encountered that have those passions, like, and are, have that fixation that have all other that are socially yeah high functioning yeah no problem they that they, they just don't go hand in hand for <clears throat> you know what's really high functioning what bioclarity yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> that was my worst segue yet I love it Suze I love it too. look at my skin. It's beautiful. In all your pictures on Instagram, I'm like... I don't even wear makeup anymore. I hope you tag them every time because they need to know what they're doing for you. I just don't wear makeup. I mean, like foundation. because I I just me sick, but I'm really happy for you. And I'm really noticing that if my skin is good, I don't feel like I have to wear as much makeup. But when I don't wear as much makeup, my skin looks better. And then this morning, I just did my whole... Floralux boom 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 treatment. Oh, I just feel good with that chlorophyll. Sarah's stealing my thunder. Sorry. You always get to talk about how it's good. I want to talk a little bit. We really do love BioClarity, and I love seeing when you guys get your BioClarity deliveries and when you tweet to us saying that you're you're like, I'll fine. I'll try it because we've been talking about it so much. Um, if you are a person who has acne or just really wants some natural face wash without harsh chemicals, then BioClarity is perfect for you. Go to BioClarity.com 
and you will get your first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping, which is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. Just enter our code BRAINCANDY, and you will, and your skin will be very happy. Yeah. Vegan, gluten-free, paraben-free. Yeah, I've been really getting into cutting out all of those, I mean, who isn't? Cutting out all the chemicals and anything in my oh, I skin give you this book. I mean... The skin. You, mm-hmm. Why on earth? If I don't want to put chemicals on my lawn. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't want to rub them on my face. Yeah. So I yeah, you're right. stick with the products that are... Well, in, in most cases, I find like with makeup and stuff, the really clean products are so expensive and I don't like the whole like, you, you have to be rich to avoid mm-hmm. toxins. But in this case, with BioClarity, it's affordable and so worth... Um, giving it a try. Bioclarity.com. Um, anyway, so, okay. I had a list of things. What do you think about, which was so interesting, the tattoo element of John. And at first it was like, he's getting these tattoos to help his friend out. Who's a tattoo artist. And he's just doing it to like fund their business so they can stay afloat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that it was this act of generosity. Mm-hmm. And then as the S town continued, it was like, turns out he kind of got off on it and it was almost like an act of cutting or self mutilation as a release. And, um, that there was more to his urge. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Cause you're I a tattoo gal. I think for him, it's, I I can definitely see that. I think he just really longed to feel something different. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I don't even know why I didn't think of it. So, he suffered from anhedonia. That fe- Anhedonia is that feeling of total despair and you don't get pleasure from anything, like you were saying. That's the technical term for that, is nothing brings you pleasure. And often, people who experience anhedonia will do go to extreme lengths to try to do something that makes them feel anything whether it's negative or positive feeling you just want to feel something yes so i can see that as being i didn't think of that i have to feel that's interesting i would i say i know that to be that i can almost say that with certainty I can't relate to that, but it's a very common thing. Or have you ever experienced like a feeling? To me, the first time I felt it was when my grandmother passed away and I felt extreme grief. And I just said, it was the first time I ever was like, I got to give me like a glass of wine. Like where I was like, I got to do something anything to change this. But this sounds like the opposite of that, where you're trying to numb it because you feel so much. Well, think about it. Yes. It's like trying to numb it because you want to feel something different. Imagine if you had no feeling, you would go to extreme lengths to, you would do things that were like risky behaviors, like any bizarre things that he does or did really point to this whole trying to fix the anhedonia and the I depression. I have to tell you something hilarious. Yeah, please. What? I text my, my friend Kelly. That, yeah, yeah. You know, 
I said, did you listen to S-Town? And she goes, I don't even know what that is, a 90s band? <laughs> S-Town. No, she's thinking like it's O-Town. O-Town. <laughs> oh no, these guys God. will not star in any of your liquid dreams. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... That's yeah, great. you're so right about that. Mm-hmm. And we, in the newsletter, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, uh, go to thebraincandypodcast.com and enter your email. We'll send out in our show notes the picture of his back. Oh, because... It's actually hard to look at. No, they don't describe it. On no. The, they didn't... I had Not no idea. Not in the way idea. that it looks. No. They had... I had no idea that it was... Well, so Brian Reed is such a calming voice and calming mm-hmm. presence that mm-hmm. I think that's one criticism that I have. It's almost like I should be happy because he, um, he, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I get interrupted. Um, he does the opposite of what I hate about reality shows where it's like, Heightened, he downplays things that are really everything's a big deal, and like let's find the big salacious mm-hmm. blah blah blah. He's like, and his back has markings. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't even pick up that it was as big of a thing as it as it was. Right, and so then when you see the picture, it's like hard to even believe it. And there were a lot of times where I felt like. There were big moments that happened that I guess that's just the nature of how the guy talks, how this guy Brian talks. Oh, he's so soothing? Yeah. Because when he said the, the line when, when he was like, <clears throat> we didn't find out that that person was murdered, but by the end of this episode, someone, someone will, will be, be dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. And at that time, I was like, what? What's this? Me too. I was like, oh, what are you? What are they? Uh, this is going to be stupid. Yeah. And then it turned out to be bigger than I thought, you know? Whoa. To me, I felt like with every episode I listened to, something happened, and I was like, what? And they were just shockers. And then when when the episode happened where he drank cyanide, I was like, what? what, Where's the rest of the show? What what do you mean? What do you mean he's gone? Like, what on earth can you talk about now? And then there was always more. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. I couldn't focus. There was one night where I only had the last episode to go, and I, so I listened to episode number six on my way to class. Then I had to sit through all of my three-hour yeah. class. I was like, blah, 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 yeah, 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 assessment, blah, 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 blah. I gotta go listen to S-Town. Can we get this shit over with? I was like, and I told one of the girls, I was like, I'm just dying to get out of here because I gotta go listen to the last episode of S-Town. And one of the girls in my class had been listening to it, too. She's like, oh, you're gonna die. I can't wait to tell you. It, I feel like what, what do you think explains that? What is that that you felt inside? What, that, like, what, the desire to want to listen to more, like? What is it about it that was so... riveting. And, you know, we love true crime. We we, we watch a lot of documentaries, but there was something very special. It was, I liked the pace. Yeah. I like that it was fast paced. I really like something that's oh, that's one the same reason I like Big Little Lies because mm-hmm. it's six episodes you're going to find out the whole story. None of this like five seasons of uh, you know, I want the goods now. Okay. And so it just and I don't what was it? Well, it was so 
there were little things, those, like, um, you know, as the hit, Derek Thompson and Hitmakers would say, they're like uh, those, what do you call aesthetic ahas, like those moments where the same feeling that you get when you, um, I don't know, figure out a answer to a crossword puzzle question, you know? To me, I, I could... I was able to draw connections from things that happened at the beginning and things that happened in the end. And it, like when I would make those connections, my brain just, it, it's like a brain orgasm the whole time. I'm like, oh, I know why they said that. Oh, I know why he said it like that. And I loved doing that. Right. It makes me feel like I'm in on the joke. Like right. I'm in, I know, I get it. You yeah. Know? I can put the clues together. Like Sixth Sense. You know when you finish Sixth Sense and you're like... Oh, oh my god! Because you've been logging like those little things, whether you know about it or not, your subconscious is like remembering all the pieces, mm-hmm. and then you're able to just see the whole puzzle afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Perfect. I mean, now there's all these think pieces about like, is the art of S Town worth the, um, you know, the the cost? You know, or are they exploiting these people? Or, you know, whatever. Are Do you they, think they were exploiting him though? Hell no. I don't think so either. I was on a reality show. You think and I also, think they're he being contacted? Exploited? Yeah. Him. I mean, maybe it is what we say about the reality thing, though. They don't know what they're getting into. They don't Correct. realize that now people are going to be, like, driving oh into S-Town. Oh, my God. S-town. You're totally right. I didn't even think about that. What are those called? Unintended consequences? That's exactly what a lot of this is. Oh, my gosh. You That's that? exactly That's the sound what of wink that is. hitting my glass. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You know, and I feel like with all these reality shows, podcasts, anything like that, we are essentially putting people in human experiments, in social experiments, because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so I I do think it's fair to ask, you know, is this ethical? You should. And you should follow the same rules of an experiment. So I think there are people who should look at, okay, can we kind of try to anticipate what some of the you know, consequences may be from this. One thing I will say before we have to go is that I read a quick little thing about how someone was asking Brian Reed, why do you think like the BBC has podcasts, but they're just not like NPRs. They're not like this American life Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and serial and S town. And someone was saying, why, what is it about the American podcast style that, brings this incredible uh, storytelling. And he said that what's really cool about This American Life is that they build into their budget the um, money to kill a story. So they kill about 50%. That's great. They don't put it 
Yeah, if it turns out this is not something worth exploring, that's great. They say that's a loss. We take the loss and we move on. The BBC's <sighs> like, we are going to drag this uh, piece of shit mm-hmm. over the finish line just because we greenlit it. And I think that's something I hadn't thought about. You're totally where right. it's like you have to have the courage as an editor and also as a host to be like, you know what, this is garbage. In fact, we have an episode like that that we recorded and it never got put out. Maybe oh, we'll do yeah. like a lost episode sometime. Yeah. Where I was like, Sarah, it's not good enough. Yeah. Not that we're creating goddamn Picasso fine art right. here, but, but you know, we got to give you guys a certain amount of like. Yeah, there's a there's a point at which you think that wasn't no. enough. Right. And That's I good thought that, that was very that. interesting that This yeah. American Life says... This American Life is so good. Do you love it? I love it. What do you like about it? Well, I mean, my favorite few, uh, my favorite episode ever is the one they did on summer camp. Oh. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> so good. You guys Honest should all listen to it. to God. It. Yeah. If you had said... Let's play a game called fill in the blank. And like you said, my favorite episode that they did is on. And then I had to fill in the blank. I could have done it. And I've never even heard that episode. (laughs) You could have. Yeah, you would have gotten that right. Just it's about summer camp in America. Mm -hmm. And you just couldn't get it. I cried my eyes out. And then sent it to all my camp friends. So good. They're great. We'll put that in the newsletter. Oh, we should. Oh, for God's sake. Remember how you said that? <laughs> you can tell if it's a good episode if I say, oh, for Pete's sake. And I almost got you to say right. that. It was close enough. It like went further. Yeah. It was God's <laughs> oh, sake. Oh, for God's not sake. Not just Pete. All Every right, time people. I listen to it and you say that, I'm like, woo, win it. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. And if you haven't listened to S-Town yet, we probably ruined it for you, but you should still listen because it's fantastic. And we know that even if you know the answer, the, even if you have the spoilers, it's yep. still just as good. Yeah, it's still pleasurable. So check it out, and we'll see you next week for more Brain Candy. Bye. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.